You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantel, an educator turned web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all over the place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. I've been doing so much self-reflection lately, and I feel like this self-reflection directly and positively affects my business which then helps me to come back to season two of this podcast with more content that directly and positively affects you. The focus of this podcast, the Aligned Action Podcast, is on how to grow your business skills with self-awareness and add intention to every part of your business. Where your needs and my skills meet are the process of actually getting better at the business owner side of things. You are already an amazing service provider. You're not listening to this show so I can teach you specific skills of like being a better meditation teacher or communications person or financial planner. You are listening because I can teach you the other half of it, which is things like the attitudes, mindsets, beliefs, tactics, strategies, skills of being an aligned business owner. The result of this is more confidence for you, more certainty more connection to your higher purpose, more knowing what to do with your business, business changing ideas for you and life changing ideas for your clients, and importantly, more ability to know which of your ideas to pursue and how to follow through until you've executed on those ideas. Over the next 10 episodes or so, I'm going to be diving really deep into skill building and specifically skill building in your business, on those business skills with a dose of self-awareness. Today's episode in particular is going to be all about the Know, Like, Trust Yourself framework. This is a framework that I've developed from my one-on-one work with clients, as well as my work with clients inside my group programs. The framework as a whole teaches you how to do business your way, which means without copying your coaches, including me, without needing to constantly invest in more education, And without feeling bad about hearing that really tired advice by now of just be more you in your marketing, but feeling like you don't really know how to do that or how to go about that. All right, let's get into it. I am really excited to share this framework with you. The Know Like Trust Yourself framework has six facets. And facet, by the way, is just a fancy word for sides of a crystal, which is just the right amount of on-brand for me at CQC. Just like there are facets to a crystal, meaning many sides, there are also facets to business, many sides that you feel like you need to be an expert in, in order to feel successful as an entrepreneur. I'm going to go into detail about each facet, but first there are three important aspects of the framework that I want you to know. Number one, the six facets of the framework, they work together all at the same time. They're not steps that have to be done in a particular order. I know you, you're getting all caught up already in thinking, what should I do first? Should I focus on this? Or does it make more sense to focus on that? Or which task is more important right now? Or where can I have the biggest impact? 
I am not all about that just do exactly what I do and you'll make six figures in two weeks kind of life. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, all of the facets connect and influence each other. Meaning that if you improve in one facet, you naturally improve in the others. Hashtag multitasking. Number three, the six facets are stacked in the diagram in cyclical order, as in you go around and around the circle and you continue to access it with more depth as you develop as an entrepreneur. They work in this kind of cycle because of my observations of how you actually move through it within your business as you grow. But naturally, you're also touching upon most areas at various points throughout the day. So there is a visual that goes with this. It lives somewhere on my Instagram feed, a couple rows down. So please have a look at that on my Insta feed if I'm confusing you at all. But I feel like the visual really helps to explain how it all works and explains why I'm calling them facets in the first place. So the framework, as I can best describe it, it looks like the diamond emoji, but it's flipped upside down. So picture that little blue crystal, blue diamond, but then turn it upside down where the wider part is at the bottom. So the bottom two sections, those are at the foundation of the crystal. Number one is niche knowledge, which is on the bottom right. Niche knowledge is about the actual content from the thing that you do. This, for example, is an athletic therapist's athletic therapy skills or a hairdresser's hairstyling skills. Heading for a haircut after I record this, actually. That's why it's on my mind. Niche knowledge is all about you being a subject matter expert in whatever it is that's your subject. So you likely have a base of knowledge in this area. And depending on the exact field you're in, this can look a lot of different ways. Let's use a yoga teacher as an example. This yoga teacher likely has a 200-hour certification, and maybe they even have some 50-hour or 20-hour trainings in more specialized areas. They have probably taken workshops, or they go to different festivals or classes, or they've learned from different teachers in different traditions. They've probably read books, they've studied spiritual texts, And then, of course, they have the knowledge of their own physical practice. So all of this together, this forms the basis of their niche knowledge of yoga. And as they spend more and more time teaching, they circle back to this and they learn more about yoga as the years go on. Like a few years after I did my yoga teacher training, I went and I flew to Houston for a weekend. It was amazing. I got to escape the Winnipeg winter and I went and did a certification in aqua yoga where I learned to teach yoga in pools. So I would work on that continuing education side of things. And of course, that's what keeps us relevant and excited about our fields, right? And that's why most people keep adding to their niche knowledge in formal and informal ways. And by formal ways, I just mean things like certifications or diplomas, trainings, like formal workshops. But then informal ways are equally important. They're things like learning from the time that they've spent working with clients or incorporating feedback that you get or, you know, trying things that you've read in magazines or books or blogs and even things that you've learned from other entrepreneurs online, like on social media. Your niche knowledge keeps growing over time. It's important. It's a foundational part. It's at the bottom for a reason. It's important because without it, you wouldn't really have anything to base a business off of, and you probably wouldn't be operating in integrity. 
as in you wouldn't have the knowledge or the expertise to back up what you claim you're offering or what you're delivering. So to continue the example, let's keep that yoga teacher for an example. A love of yoga as a personal practice isn't enough to get into teaching others. If you have a significant lack of niche knowledge, like you've taken five yoga classes and then you try to teach one, it could come with all sorts of problems. Things like feeling imposter syndrome, potentially creating client injuries. There's dangers of passing on incorrect knowledge. And I'm talking here about like an extreme case where imposter syndrome is like reality and this yoga teacher, this imaginary yogi doesn't have the skills to teach or offer yoga classes. This is going to have a negative impact on our example of a yoga business owner. It's going to seriously limit their ability to run a successful business because making any kind of progress in making the money they want isn't going to happen. They're not going to be able to have the time freedom they want. They're not going to run the kind of business they want. It's going to be impossible without a foundation of niche knowledge and a commitment to continual learning in their niche. But on the other side of things, the yoga teacher with a more developed niche knowledge is going to have more confidence in herself. She's going to have the confidence of her students. She's going to sell more. She's going to attract more people to her classes. She's going to feel more sure of like the sequences that she's planning and how she offers adjustments. And she's going to feel more secure in the prices she charges, things like that. Like the list goes on. Niche knowledge in whatever you do is capital I important. Also important on the bottom left of the diagram at the bottom left of our crystal framework is business basics. They're on the bottom left. These are specific strategies and specific tactics that complement your niche knowledge, but they're on the subject matter of business ownership or like entrepreneurial management itself. Now you're listening to this, you probably have more insecurity in this area than in the niche knowledge area that I just talked about. I can't say with absolute certainty, but I like to think I know my audience. Business basics are things like understanding your target client, understanding what they like, what they dislike, their desires, their dreams, what they want, what they need. It's also things like knowing the basics of marketing on whatever platform you've chosen, like Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, whatever. Business basics can be things like being aware of what different website platforms there are and having enough information that you can make an intentional choice for yourself. It's also things like knowing strategies such as like wait lists or DM engagement, how to launch, VIP days, all of those techniques, tools, strategies. Very important that you understand this at this point in the episode. I don't mean that you need to be an expert in everything online business. That would be impossible. It's less about knowing exactly how to for absolutely everything and more about knowing enough to be able to make a solid decision of, yes, I'm going to try this or no, I'm not going to try this. Business basics are like a long list of tactics and strategies that you get to choose from. And then for the ones that you do choose, you get to become a lifelong student. Congratulations. (laughs) For the business basics you've selected that you're going to use in your particular business, you then engage in learning and practice just like you invest time and energy in continuing to learn about your niche. It's just that in this case, it's continuing to develop your knowledge in the specific business basics that you have chosen. In my upcoming offer, there's going to be specific classes on specific business basics. 
so that you can tackle skill building and intentional learning in an organized way. I'm super excited to be able to bring you these kind of learning experiences all in one place. So that's it for the foundational pieces of the framework, just niche knowledge and business basics down there. Together, these form your foundation. They form what you do and how you do it. Now, most people, most entrepreneurs, they like to hang out here. They spend most of their time here. I tend to attract multi-passionate entrepreneurs and lifelong learners who love diving deep into information. I can almost imagine you raising your hand as you listen here. The information diving in is a big part of this bottom section. It's all about amassing knowledge and getting experience. But it's not everything. It's just where you tend to get stuck. So in the top half of the crystal, there are three sections or facets that work together in a sort of cycle. First, we have intention. That goes right on top of the foundation of niche knowledge and business basics. There's a reason for that. And that is that sorting all of that information that you've gained about your niche and about business makes for a very full brain and very full notebooks. Yes, I'm calling you out on your notebooks. It also makes for a full slate of conversation topics that you can talk about at length with your business owner friends and keep you awake at night. But this thinking and learning stage, eventually it has to evolve if you're going to get anywhere. So the natural evolution past the thinking and learning stage is about setting an intention. This means having a general idea of what you're going to be doing and having a reason behind what you're doing, which is equally important. Let's have a brand designer as an example. So she decides she's going to act on a Pinterest strategy that is something she's learned about online. She's setting an intention to create five idea pins per week, post one on every weekday. She's going to try different styles, different hashtags for a month. She's going to see what works and what doesn't. Then at the end of the month, she sets the intention of sitting down to look at the analytics checking in with how aligned this all felt. And then she's going to choose whether to either keep going with that or change up her strategy or just like give up on Pinterest altogether. This stage, the intention stage, this is where the spark of an idea becomes the outline of a plan. So setting an intention is as much about deciding what you're going to do as deciding how you want to feel. So this brand designer in our example, she wants to feel more purposeful in her Pinterest marketing. She has the intended outcome of reaching a bigger audience and she intends to send people who click on her pins over to blog posts that she's already created. So she's like repurposing effort that she's already put in in the past, which saves her a little bit of time. Now you set intentions as a business owner all day long in varying levels of explicitness. Is that a word? You get it. Intentions happen all over the place. Like some are big, some are small. Some are things like I'm going to get to inbox zero. I'm going to do that before lunch. Or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to tackle this paperwork once and for all after seeing my last client today. Or I'm going to like gather up all my testimonials and I'm going to make all these graphics in Canva so I can share one day on social. When you're setting these intentions, sometimes you might hear your own voice, like you're saying it to yourself. But other times you just find yourself like, sending the emails, doing the paperwork before you even think about what you're doing. When you think through the intention and ideally the deeper why behind that intention, when you do that before beginning small tasks and big tasks, you are going to feel more in control. Who doesn't like that feeling? <laughs> Cannot be just me. 
The intention stage is the part that separates you from feeling like I've got this and feeling like, what am I even doing? That's the power of intention. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to take forever. It does have to be present though, because it makes you so, so, so much more successful at all the other facets. And if you often find that you skip this step, learning to fit it in and fit it in in ways that don't take a full moon circle worth of time, honestly, it's going to make a huge impact on how it is you're feeling in your business each day, which of course is of primary importance to me here. My new offer is big on intention setting. That's that way because I know that you need guidance on how to take what you've learned, either about business or about your niche, and put it into action. The missing piece in the middle of the information and the action is intention. And so that's why it's going to be built right into my new offer, which is called No Like Trust University. This is my first time saying it out loud on the podcast. Very exciting. I'm going to talk more about that at the end. Number four, the fourth facet, which is just sitting right on top of intention, is action. Action, believe it or not, is easy peasy when you don't skip the intention step. And I really mean that. When taking action follows setting a true intention that is aligned for you, it happens faster. You enjoy the action process more and you get to get into the flow of doing and loving what you're doing. The reason that you may not be taking action is because your intentions are unclear to you. You may not know exactly why you're doing something or what you're hoping to get out of it. And that is the actual reason that these steps feel hazy. Imagine just like on a movie set or like trying to film a set of reels or TikToks. Let's make this very realistic. Taking action sometimes means filming more than one take. The action stage is about trying the things that you've set the intention to do. This is the follow through step. It's not the take perfect action step all the time, but it is about follow through. Let's do a quick exercise here. Think of something that you've accomplished recently in your business that felt easy. Maybe something that took like one day or less. Let's keep this really manageable. Do you have your one thing? Okay, perfect. Imagine yourself performing that action, like going through the motions of it in pictures or words in your mind right now. Remember how you felt before you started. Remember what you felt during the action. And now remember what you felt after. You've just mentally rehearsed what one action feels like for you. Imagine all the people listening to this episode rehearsing a different task with all different feelings. It's beautiful. The singularity and also the synchronicity of it, it kind of gives me shivers. The action step looks different for everyone. And there you are in all of your home offices and coffee shops all over the world. There you are completing tens of actions in a day, hundreds of actions in a week. Actions are the doing of the things that you want and you need to do to keep your business moving forward. This stage might hold you up the most, but this stage lights me up. <laughs> the most. It is my greatest contribution to you. That's why every single experience that I'm building inside No Like Trust University 
is action-based. It is what sets me apart from other course creators and community leaders. I talked about this a lot in last week's episode. I know all about the follow-through, like the actual application of all the knowledge you've gained and the intentions that you've set. I have a lot of seemingly random business knowledge, like about different softwares and systems and like platforms. But all of this is centered around a lens of action. That's how I view it. My brain leaps really easily from information to intention to implementation. Your brain may not make these leaps as easily. And that's where I can offer you support. That's where I can guide you on that journey and teach you processes that you can self-support with. Number five, then at the top of the crystal diagram of the framework, the top facet is communication. You might love it. You might hate it. But so much of business is communication. Some days when the emails and messages just won't stop rolling in, I wish it wasn't so completely the case. But communication touches each and every business essentially every day. Whether you're writing a welcome sequence for email or you're planning a script for your YouTube video or you're recording your podcast like I'm doing right now, that is communication and it works in tandem. It works at the same time as every other facet. You often need to communicate about the niche knowledge that you just gained, like for example, when you're creating content, or you need to communicate about an aspect of business basics that you just decided on, as in like, I'm switching from Teachable to Kajabi. Or the intention that you set, like, I'm going to respond to your email more fully tomorrow. Or maybe the action you've taken in the sense of my new website's now live. When you're done communicating about the niche knowledge, the business basics, intention, or action, you often shift back and forth to one of the other facets and you alternate back and forth. I also like to think of the communication facet as like being between you and you in the form of contemplation and decision making. And then number six, this is the part surrounding the aura of the crystal. This is surrounding the crystal itself. And this is filled with no like trust. The reason it's part of the aura and not part of the crystal itself is that by growing any of the interior aspects of the crystal, you are simultaneously getting to know yourself better, like yourself more, and develop more trust in your decisions, whether you're making mistakes or you're executing on things perfectly. The aura affects the foundation. It affects the interior of the crystal. It makes it an integral part of this framework. Every day that your own know-like trust grows you also improve on the interior aspects. I'll give you some examples. You bring a more evolved sense of self into your niche knowledge, which makes you less likely to want to copy what every other nutritionist or therapist or designer is doing. You have a greater sense of confidence, which spills into your business basic skills, which makes you less likely to fall into an information sinkhole, like freebies, for example. The trust you've developed with yourself, it makes you likelier to set intentions before leaping into action, which makes you more purposeful and more powerful overall. You get the idea. I've been consciously working through the framework myself over the last five months. So I'm going to give you a real live example from my own business of how I've been working on each facet. So one, niche knowledge. I've been deep in learning about how to create experiences that go beyond the style of online course that we've all gotten accustomed to, that we're so used to consuming and seeing. My experience teaching is an important part of my niche knowledge, my foundation, and I'm also adding to it. I'm continuing that learning by learning about a lot of topics right now. I'm learning about gamification. I'm learning about 
the effect of dopamine, how much our bodies crave it, what our brains and bodies are craving in general. I'm learning a lot about psychology of attention, psychology of focus, which of course some of us are lacking. I'm learning about how important novelty is, like how important it is that we have a newness to things so that we pay attention. I'm learning about how to organize information in our brains and how we actually take short-term memory and shift it into long-term memory. In this stage, I've also been intensely studying. I'm looking at all sorts of trends in online business, and I'm doing a lot of market research to learn more about what you need. I've also been deep diving into my own knowledge and experience on the specific skills I'll be teaching inside No Like Trust University. Those are going to stay a secret for a few episodes longer, but I have been diving into those specific skill sets to make sure that I'm brushed up on those topics. Number two, business basics. I've been comparing single offers with memberships and subscriptions. Spoiler alert, part of this is investigating how all of these actually work with like the tech systems that I have in place. And part of it's just considering what the pros and cons are for all of them. And now I feel like I've gathered enough information so that I can decide. And my decision is that I'm going to be offering a combination of single offers. Those are yet to be named and a subscription model, which is what No Like Trust University is going to take the shape as. It's going to be a subscription. To decide on the specifics, things like deciding what's included, what I'm going to price it at, the length of time that the subscription is going to run for. I've been looking at a lot of products from business owners in similar but not exactly the same niche as me, just so I can compare. And I've also been learning about how to run an effective focus group because I'm excited to test the decisions that I've made with a real audience. And I'm going that route instead of the beta offer route. Very excited. I'm also looking into what's changed on social since I last used it for marketing because I've been out of the game for about five months. So I'm looking into what's going on now so that I can promote my offer well. So I've been looking at Instagram with new eyes, seeing what's doing well on the platform, and then seeing what of what's doing well actually aligns with what I'm excited about doing. I've set the intention of getting video content on my retreat, which is happening starting Sunday, that I can use to promote the new offer. The retreat is focused around social media anyways, and so it's been selected for multiple rooms and kind of different living room layouts and just different spaces and photo opportunities. So I think it's going to be great to get some, I think the cool kids call it B-roll. And I've committed to a six-week content plan, which includes weekly emails, weekly podcast episodes, two reels per week that are going to get reposted to other platforms. So I'm going to need a lot of video content. I've been intentional also in creating the list of focus group questions so that this strategy will work well to refine the offer. So that's taken a lot of intention and planning. As well, I've been very intentional about my decisions around price and the length of the offer, especially what's included. I've gone over the features list so many times to really sort out what will set the offer apart. I've been thinking a lot about how my messaging will communicate well about the offer, like what problems it solves, who it's for, all that. And lastly, I've set the intention to launch in mid-June. And so now that all these intentions are set, then I'm working towards all of this in action. So I'm deep into the action phase right now, translating all my ideas, all my research into a tangible product, tangible experience. 
and an environment that you can thrive in to learn and experiment and become more intentional. So this is a whole list of things like setting the call schedule, making the Zoom rooms. I have to record and write the offer itself. I get to design an offer specific logo, write the sales page. There's a lot of systems. I need systems for affiliates. I need a process for homework submission system for people to request topics, a scheduler for one-on-one calls. So I'm actioning on all of that, but also things like creating the checkout, creating the online home for the offer. And then of course, specific promos and creating processes for accountability. Lots going on in the action step. And then communication, top of the diagram, top of the facet framework. This is meta, but talking to you right now is part of the communication facet. Things like writing the emails to my list about the new offer and creating the form for the focus group, that's all communication. Essentially, every time I'm writing or speaking about the offer, I'm communicating. This part is straightforward, as in, I don't think I need to explain a lot of it to you because I'm sure it makes sense. Now, the aura aspect of knowing, liking, trusting myself. What you don't see in the shiny offer logo or sales page or checkout is this behind the scenes aspect. Just in the last week, I want to tell you about some of the things that I've been doing in this area. I went for an infrared sauna where I listened to a wealth frequency. And for the 40 minutes that I was in the sauna, I mentally rehearsed the best possible outcomes for the next two weeks of my life. So that includes the retreat. It includes a weekend away with my best friend, an in-person VIP intensive and attending a conference. This is all happening in a few other cities doing a little bit of a tour. And I realized in doing this that a lot of my job in the next little bit is going to be in creating the highest vibe version of myself and the flowiest environment for me to work and create. And so for me, this kind of visualization is key. I've also gone through a journaling process for any fears that I have around creating this offer and any negative beliefs that have popped up and gotten in my way. And this really helped me to not let my fears pause my action and helped me to self-motivate. And then something as small as just buying a new notebook. I have a very specific type of notebook that I buy. I use the same notebook for everything for about nine months. It's usually how long it takes me for it to get completely full. I'm on the last page of my old one. And so I drove across town this week to get the exact notebook that I wanted. A lot of my brainstorming happens in this one place on paper. So knowing about myself that this is what I need, it's part of my process. And then me fulfilling that need is part of me taking care of me and just having everything I need in place to make progress. As you can hear throughout my examples, everything I do falls into this larger category of growing my skills with self-awareness and bringing intention into everything I do. There's very little you're hearing about doing the same thing I've done before or doing the same thing as so-and-so. It's just not part of how I operate. Everything about how I approach business is mindful. And that's why I'm teaching you this framework so that you can experience it too. Because I've made the mistakes of being random and it doesn't work for me and I don't think it's working for you either. Being random, doing kind of whatever, launching into action without thinking it through, that does not make sales happen. Not communicating, not talking enough about an offer, things like mentioning it three times and then assuming no one wants it and never mentioning it again. This does not create the big launches, the big results that you want to see. 
staying stuck in learning and never even getting to the action stage, this doesn't get you to where you want to go either. So when you grow your skills with self-awareness, when you repeat and practice with more and more alignment, that's what's going to lead you to the best outcomes. Things like being booked out with clients that you love, having flexibility so that you can work when you want and not when you don't want, having the freedom to pursue the ideas that actually excite you most, not just the things that you think will sell, things like working less, living more. I know I've been doing a lot of that lately, feeling deeply satisfied by the work that you do. You know that pursuing your passions through your business and feeling lit up by what you're creating is why you got into this in the first place. So having the impact you want and seeing positive changes happen for your client, that's really the end goal. That's what you want to see happen. So you have to ask yourself, which one of these scenarios is most exciting for me? Do I want this for myself? What do I want for myself? If you feel like these are the results you're looking for, you're probably a good fit for No Like Trust University, except it doesn't launch for a while yet. Do you want to be an early bird? Because I'm running a focus group for this offer. You heard me talk about it in this episode instead of a beta version. And I would love to see your application come in. I've put the link to apply in the show notes, or you can DM me and I can send you the link directly to join. I'm looking to fill the focus group with a diverse group of women identifying service providers who are willing to be very honest with me and who like talking at length about their opinions and giving feedback to help me perfect the offer. Oh, and of course, you get to see it early and you get to have it for free. Inclusivity, diversity, accessibility, and serendipity, those are all at the forefront of my mind. If you have listened this far, you could apply. Please don't do that thing where you tell yourself that everyone else listening is going to apply and you won't get it and blah, blah, blah. Just fill out the form. It's just your name and email that will magically show up in my email. And hopefully you will get to be part of the focus group where you can experience the no like trust yourself framework in action and intention and communication and you get it. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.